Thinking Through is a podcast to discuss power dynamics, conflict transformation, international development, post development, the growth, social, political, and economic systems affecting people's lives with Leopoldine Geronimo. On October 25, 2021, the military army in Sudan has taken power and arrested government officials claiming to restore the well-being of the Sudanese. This claim is not shared with all, more than 40 million Sudanese in the world. In this episode, I have Yasser Adam analyzing the ongoing conflict with lenses of a Sudanese born in Darfur region and studying Masters of Arts in Conflict Resolution and Coexistence at Brandeis University, the Hala School for Social Policy and Management. Yasser Adam, welcome. And to start, would you give me a context of this conflict in Sudan? Sudan is a state located in the north-east uh, part of Africa and is neighboring Egypt from the north, Eritrea from the east, uh, which is Serbia, then South Sudan from the south, and uh, this is the reason Sudan. Then we have uh, uh, Central Africa, Chad, and Libya. Those are the neighboring countries of Sudan geographically now. And the history of Sudan is... Uh, itself it can be trust back to to the berlin conference where the colonial power uh, agreed to sit down and divide their scramble map for africa and it was in 1884 1885 where the king of Belgium at that time the king libert Call for this conflict to divide africa based on the resource and that is where sudan is existed now with the current Numa. So what's going on in Sudan? We cannot just talk about how the military as institution operating without tracing it back to the colonial legacy because Sudan military uh, is formed in 1902 by the colonies and the military academy was also constructed and established in 1925. And that is uh, almost 31 years before uh, Sudan is gained his independence, which was in 1956. So what does that tell us? It tells us one thing, like the military we have now today in Sudan is not created for the interest of Sudanese people, but was a colony uh, institution meant to oppress the people. Uh, why we have this cycle of continuous military coup and why Sudan is in, in, in war with itself since independent up to now and even before independent because South Sudan conflict was started in 1954, which means two years before independent. This is really rooted deeply to how the military is established because it was established mainly from those who supported the colony at that time, the alliance of the colony, and those are few groups from the north who submitted themselves and cooperated with the colonies and even facilitated for the colonial power to conquer Sudan and exploit the resources and the people at that time. And when the colony went out as reward, they, they hand over the 
administration of the state to their allies and they kept the military uh, institution as it is without any reformation and this is why we have this huge gap and we have the military controlling the power and intervening with power from time to time and the military is the one who controlling uh, the economy in Sudan and they using the state institutions like police and security to uh, oppress the people um, saying this is a security matters usually because any movement from people is a civilian government or any kind of demands or social movement is from the regions who are in war now like Darfur, Nuba Mountain, South Sudan before and East Sudan. They have a history that where military is only intervening and creating war and even conducting uh, war crimes and genocide against its own civilian so this mentality cannot drive the country anywhere and is always backwarding the country in terms of stability, economy, and the well-being of people. Let's get to understand how external actors play a role in this conflict. Uh, yeah, okay. I will take it internally before I go external. I will say that, like I mentioned, regions like South Sudan had, had a war uh, central power at that time, which is the central government of Sudan, because of the way of the governors, and due to the bad governance and the intervention of the military, which is controlled by very few people who were alliance of of the of the colonial power in the past, and those few people have have been given this institution management because they cooperated, as I mentioned earlier and allied with the colonies. When the colonies went out, they took over. And that is how the military keep running with the same, same mentality. Internally, what's happened, like not only South Sudan, in 18, in 1982, there was a war in Uba Mountain and Blue Nile was also driven by the military. Then in 2003, there was a conflict in Darfur. In 1992, there was a war in the eastern part of Sudan. And all those wars are internal war initiated by our own military. This is what I'm saying, like the military institution itself is a fundamental problem because they are the one who, few people within the military, I'm not saying all the military, the high rankings only, are too much politicized. And some of them are even uh, playing the role of political parties and they are members of political parties. We have too many militias within within Sudan and within the military itself. So the loyalty of the military is not for the state as is Sudanese state. It's moreover for political parties and people who 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 influencing them from outside, particularly Egypt, our northern border, because throughout the history of Sudan, Egypt always ally with the colonial, either Turkish who colonized Sudan from the 80s or the the uh, the beginning of the 80s or either the British when they came and took over Sudan, Egypt was playing a fundamental role on helping them to reconquer Sudan. And, and the interests of Egypt remain as it is because when the colony went out, some Egyptian officers and those who are allies of of the colony are the one who remain to run the state institution, including the military. If you could analyze further, perhaps in a bird's view perspective, how are the civilians affected with this recurring conflict? I understand it's not a new phenomenon in Sudan. 
The civilians are there, but whenever the civilians uh, have the hope and they try to create a democratic governance and system or that can rule the state uh, through the rule of law, the military always intervene. Why do the military do that? Because they want to maintain and keep the economic control in their hands using politics, using the, the, other, the other state institution like police and, and security to, to oppress the people or initiate war where they want it. And this is why we have this evil cycle of military coup. When any new government or any civilian government uh, come step in and try to reform the institutions, including the military, then the military intervene and, 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 and conduct coup. And this is the evil cycle we have. I, Sudanese people now, they learn from that and they will no longer tolerate military, military, uh, regime anymore because people are fed up and they saying enough is enough. This is why people have this continuous revolution as actions and determination of changing Sudan to Sudan that they all want a better Sudan without, without violence, without military. Uh, that intervening with the politics, uh, a true Sudan that could be inclusive to everyone. And that could not be done without the reformation of the institution, which considered to the military personnel as a real threat. This is why they... they... The message from the general, he was implying that the military is saving the people of Sudan. How much of what he is declaring actually represents the people's will. Thank you. The current general actually was being uh, delegated by the people to be to be like a representative of the military to 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 take the power from al-Bashir. But if we look at his history, he's one of the former uh, regime alliance and he's one of the former regime members who actually uh, gradually uh, upgraded during his services within the regime and and as a military member he he could not serve the interests of the people if that was his intention the people delegated the military to take over the power and hand it to the civilian government but that does not happen instead the military claimed the shareholder of the power and now they 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 turn against the civilian representative within the government and the transition government and they claim that those people are not uh, serving the interests or they are not committing to the constitution uh, declaration that they have signed together after the failure of the former regime and that is not true like uh, how comes how come civilians are not are not more concerned about the future of, of the Sudan if they are uh, the representative of the people, why the military was just involved into this process as safeguarding uh, identity within within the Sudanese state. So I don't think uh, what he's claiming is 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 necessarily true. What he's claiming is uh, is it has nothing to do with the reality because if you look today at the media, you will find all Sudanese people are are in the streets uh, protesting against the coup and that is a very clear message like Sudanese people are no longer going to tolerate any military 
uh, coup or any kind of military uh, ruling ruling regimes within the Sudan because people are fed from the military uh, ruling cycle and they want uh, to have a Sudan that has no longer Sudan state that has no longer any any influence by the military and they want the military to play their role as any professional institution within the state. That is all what the Sudanese people want. As an expert, someone who is studying conflict resolution and coexistence, what are your views for peace and coexistence in Sudan? Uh, from my perspective, I think one of the effective methods to keep Sudan united and avoiding any unnecessary uh, destruction and violence is to for the civilians to continue with the methods of non-violence and, and peaceful demonstration to, to counter-attack this military coup. Then also we insist and I'm strongly condemning the military coup and it's not it's not welcomed at all and that is not what we what we're looking for as Sudanese and for the future of the Sudan and I said the uh, then I'm also strongly uh, promoting for the immediate release of of the civilian representative within the transition government who are being arrested today and and thirdly i will call for immediate uh, establishment of legislation council where where the all legislative issues should be handled immediately and among them is the reformation the reformation of the institution including the military institutions because the military institution is one of the most corrupted institution in Sudan now and without reforming it I don't think Sudan will have any stability or peace because currently everyone is carrying gun and you would never identify who is belong to who. As I was mentioning like there is already a damaged institution inherited in Sudan as a colonial legacy but so many regimes played a big role on politicizing the military and so many military members today they have they have loyalty to different parties and that is that is very dangerous to Sudan as one country. That was Yasser Adam analyzing the conflict in Sudan. Thinking Through is a podcast to discuss power dynamics, conflict transformation, international development, post-development, the growth, social, political and economic systems affecting people's lives with Leopoldine Geronimo.